Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, folks, welcome back to the latest Mountain Swire football podcast. Jeremy Moss here, Matt Kernley hanging out as well. I goofed and apparently messed up the intro or deleted a part of somehow the first top of the show, but you know who it is. You know who we are. MWWire.com is the website where you can read everything on the site, and then we talk about it here in the podcast. So not a ton of news to go, going on this week. Uh, we do touch on, which we'll jump right into instantly once I clip all this nice stuff together together and ask Matt about Boise State and even Hank Bachmeyer, the starting quarterback, because it's... Uh, all but officially, Harson was like, well, I guess if we're going to have a game, he'd be the guy, but he's the guy. So we'll jump right into that. Then we'll go into a full-fledged talking Arizona-Hawaii. ton of stuff going on that matchup. Quarterback change, lots of points, crazy ending. But let's get right to it as we uh, discuss the conversation about Boise State and naming their guy under center. Yeah, and I guess it's you know good to know sooner rather than later so that way Boise can just you know get behind their starter. And as we've talked about in past podcasts, you know, it's not like he's stepping into a less than ideal situation. He's got weapons around him. He's got very good protection in front of him. And while Brett Ripon obviously set a very high bar to clear, which, again, that's something else we've talked about in past podcasts, and I'm sure it's something we'll discuss even more thinking ahead to week one against Florida State, he's, in an, he's, he's entering about as good a situation as you can find anywhere in the group of five. Yeah, unless your name is you know Trevor Lawrence or something like that, it's probably not going to get a lot better than it would be for someone like Bachmeyer. Yeah, it's like for those there is a slight concern with any time getting a brand new quarterback and it being a true freshman quarterback. So there are, there's always that, those type of things. But history is on Boise's side, right? Brett Ribbon, this will be only their second true freshman QB to start since they moved up to FBS and I think third ever. But you go to Ripon, fine. Kellen Moore, redshirt freshman. Obviously, very fine. Don't I don't know. You probably expect somewhere. Who knows? Even if he's ten percent less than Ripon overall, that's really good still. So mm-hmm. all we need to know is what we'll see what happens. He plays Florida State, pretty tough opponent. Chase Court, I'm guessing, wasn't fully healthy there, but this is what they have, and there's no reason to say this putting a true freshman is going to cost him like two wins. Well, and I. I forget exactly who tweeted about it earlier this week. This and it was something. It was it happened before Boise announced their decision, but somebody had put out a statistic on Twitter that noted that true freshman quarterbacks have just kind of become a larger trend across college football anyway mm-hmm. in recent years. Um, you know, we've seen similar announcements from Auburn, from Arizona State, from North Carolina. So it's not like Boise State's. Um, an outlier in this regard, especially at this point. No, and freshman in general and quarterback is going to be the last position to start more of those guys. Yeah. And so so here's a quick uh, thing. Maybe it should be a – because we know we got F- FSU Twitter on our tail for this week, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, <laughs> which is amazing. If, you, if, if anybody remembers the great debate, what was it, Dalvin Cook, Donald Pumphrey? No, it was Dalvin Cook and Jeremy McNichols. McNich- oh, McNichols, that's what it was. <laughs> oh, man. That that was great. Good times. Still open for debate, by the way. Still, yeah, still TBD. 
Uh, well, I guess debate, not TBD. But so I put in my tweet deck to try to see if I could find that tweet you mentioned really quick. So I put in true freshman QB. Tweet number two that comes up, which will maybe I'll do some research because this will be fun. LOL, Boise State starting a true freshman QB against us. Boy, oh boy, if we lose, LOL. Well, you're only five point favorites, Emil, so there's a chance you could lose. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just funny. It's uh, just going through. I'm going to go through FSU Twitter and see what goes on because it's going to be amazing. So we'll see how that goes. But that's all the that's all the news we got. It's fine. It's not the wrong choice. Um, let me ask you, well, before we get to our actual game, because we'll have our week one preview a couple days, do you expect to see Chase Court at all to do what maybe Harson did a couple years ago with uh, Montel Cozart and Brett Rippin? Well, I mean, if I were the head coach and I were, I were making a decision like this, it's not like he's trying to choose between two upperclassmen, mm-hmm. which is what they had two years ago with Cozart and Rippin. Um I think if you were choosing to start a true freshman, that you're going to give them a fair amount of leash to try and work their way through whatever situations they find themselves in, whether it's you know being backed up in their own red zone, whether it's trying to convert on red zone opportunities. Um, so, I mean, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if they choose to do that again because Cord does bring a different skill set to you know the quarterback situation. But I would, you know. If it were me, I would probably just stick with Bachmeyer and just kind of let it ride. Might as well. Florida State, really quick, they're starting their name, their starting quarterback earlier today on Sunday. It's going to be James Blackman, so not the... Uh, oh, you mean you mean the guy who's behind the center at quarterback? Yeah, yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, who, who's doing the social media for, for Florida State? Don't. Well, I think they're still trying to hire somebody. Um, oh, really? <laughs> Remember the fiasco? So it's, the, the, so it's not so it's not the same guy that says it's still like 120 days until kickoff. No, it probably is. It's also remember the fiasco for Martin Luther King. Oh man, I do. And so I think that person was relieved of duties, and I don't know. I heard Bud Elliott talking about it, who does all things Florida State, or knows it fairly well. Says they're still looking for people. Um, wait, I'm looking. Is it the tweet that says the center? Yeah, behind the center at quarterback, and, and then at quarterback is in really small words. <laughs> and then week one you can barely read because it's black on whatever Florida Seminole red. It's so good. It's starting behind. That makes it seem the center is like the big deal, the attraction, right? Well, considering how bad their offensive line last year was, maybe it is. This, um, oh man, looking at the replies, this is great. <laughs> oh man, um. We'll see. I'll, we'll see what Twitter shenanigans they come up with this week. But oh boy, should we mock them? And make a funny one of our own. That's like, we'll think of something maybe to do. Just yeah, I'm, I'm sure. You know what? We can maybe leave that to Raja. I feel like he would be uh, he, better suited to this particular task. If he gets the wording, I'll make it for him. How about there that? You go. I, there I, you I go. think I'm decent at making stuff like that. So, but let's get to the games. Can we just say um, Mahalo from Nikolovich to Arizona? Well, yeah, we'll get to the game by starting with that, yeah. I guess on game day, everybody picked Arizona to win, which... Everybody but you. Oh, I, I was just going with game day. I'm like, people, listen to me, folks. You you and Clucko over there at College Football News. That is... I don't even know what Clucko is. I think it's a coin well, flip. Well, it says it's a coin flip. I prefer to think it's an actual chicken, though. So do I. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, was, I, I make picks because we are... Sort of with well, we kind of hang out CFM a little bit USA Today stuff, 
a loose affiliation. Yeah, we were on their website for a while, Pete Futak, hooking us up and helping us out getting this thing started. So we make picks. And, yes, I was the lone person to say Hawaii straight up. At re- The spread was 10.5, which on the mm-hmm. face surface was ridiculous and the easiest money you could ever get in college football if you gamble. Yeah, at least I got that one right. Yeah, I'm like, picking, okay, and here's the thing too, I actually like Arizona, like a little bit, like Kevin Sumlin, what he did at Houston and Texas A&M was pretty solid, I thought he got a kind of a short stick with the Aggies, he has Khalil Tate who has been pretty electrifying, of which we saw in this game as well, for what he could do, and then, so I'm like, and I think they could snake a bit some team, like uh, in the Pac-12 South, because Utah always struggles against them, but I called it, and I'm not going to apologize for it. I got the win, and nobody believed me, really. Everybody's laughing at me, saying, what is this? I get replies from AZ Desert Storm people looking on their tweets because I picked a win, so I'm the smartest man of week zero. That's true. <laughs> I will give you props for that. So, yeah, um, but was it really, like, honestly, do you think this was really that big of an upset? It's only, sort of. It's only upset because the line says it was, right? Well, I mean, I think that you and I are both in agreement that, you know, Arizona is not going to be a bad Pac-12 team this year. Um, but, I mean, we talked about it in our preview. I just thought that Arizona's defensive playmakers, <laughs> this sounds really weird to say, considering the fact that they had they created, what, six? No, they created eight turnovers. Uh, no, it was six. Four, four, four um, picks and two fumbles. Oh, okay. I don't know why it's saying eight on they had two. Podcast. They had a couple Maybe of Maybe just on it felt like eight turnovers. How many Let's tips? Yeah, how many tips and drops that were there, too? Um, but I wasn't expecting them to come out and get shredded for most of the first half. And it, it kind of gave me a little bit of deja vu just how the game developed because it ended up being, you know, outside from the turnovers, which we'll talk more about in a moment. Very, very similar to what Hawaii ultimately did in the opener last year yeah, at Colorado State. They were behind big, right? They came back, correct? No, they had a big lead, and they almost oh, gave that's away. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's similar. It wasn't that big of a lead, but they are up 14. I think, was that their largest lead, I believe, 14? I think so, yeah. So, but No, you're not wrong. It's like this team, like what I kind of thought would happen, which we discussed, Jonathan, uh, their running back there, uh, sorry, J.J. Taylor, I think it was the Wisconsin guy, would rush like crazy. He's probably the third best running back in the Pac-12, which has some really good ones in Eno Benjamin from ASU and Zach Moss from the Utes. But he only had 67 yards, and they kind of shut him down. And, like, Khalil Tate had a really good game, over 470, 469 total yards. Mm-hmm. Like, over 100 running, 361 passing. Like, I think he's really good. He showed he's really good. It's just that defense is just terrible. Like, we'll talk about the quarterback switcheroo, but, like, Hawaii goes for it on fourth down. They're what two for two? Like the Rolo, it's like Yolo is Rolo because he doesn't care and he gets it every time. It, well, but, I think they were ultimately two of three, and that was one of Cole McDonald's interceptions. Yeah, they started two of two though. That first drive, they got a, first, yeah. a fourth down. They went for it on was it fourth and one? They got it, and then mm-hmm. I forget the other one. But they started off pretty early, going for that and making it. And then here's the Arizona should have known it was coming because, like you mentioned before, and they did through the broadcast. Hawaii was a high percentage on fourth down and went forward a lot as well. Mm-hmm. But what what they what noted real quick, I'll get to the quarterback thing. I'll get to that later um, as when they made the switch. But, like, this game, like, I hope everybody watched this game, right? As many people as possible. Yes. Because you met you said it perfectly in one of our recap or previews. Hawaii may not be good, but they're sure as heck is going to be exciting to watch. 
Absolutely. And that proved this exactly 100%. And I think that what's most interesting about the way that Hawaii won this game is, you know, I thought that the newer guys that were stepping into the starting lineup were going to be some of those guys who might need to contribute a lot. But it was actually, for the most part, the guys who played big roles last year who stepped up and just kind of came out the gates firing. You know, we mentioned Cole McDonald, which quarterback situation in a minute. But Cedric Bird, man, Mr. Week Zero, 14 catches, 224 yards, and four touchdowns. Three in the first half. It's pretty good. Who's John John Asura? Who's that guy again? I don't know. (laughs) Well, and not only that, but, you know, the running game didn't necessarily blow anybody away. But... Between the two of them, Dayton Peruta and Miles Reed did have 14 carries for over 80 yards. Mm-hmm. And for a, a part of that offense that last year was basically non-existent in the second half of the year, even something like that is a, a significant step in the right direction, if you're asking me. Yeah, a touch better, but it was still good. I mean, I'd like a touch better yardage, but it was still over five yards of carries, what you want, really. Yeah, and they, and not only that, you know, they had a few chunk plays as well. You know, Peruta had two runs of more than 10 yards, and Miles Reed had uh, one of his own. So it wasn't all Cole McDonald trying to do everything with both his arms and his legs. He tried as best he could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like So, okay, here's the thing. How excited should we be in this game? Because Arizona, who I felt with what Khalil Tate and Taylor could do, they might, like I said, sting somebody in the Pac-12 that they, may, they shouldn't really be on the same level. Do you even think is this even a bowl team, Arizona? I, th- I mean, I think we talked about it briefly during the preview. I think that they could be. I do too. I think their offense, like with Taylor and Tate, are good enough to, like, really quick. If you look at the Pac-12 South, Colorado, not very good. Who knows at UCLA? Who knows at USC? So many question marks in that South Division outside of Utah. Mm-hmm. Like Arizona State, first freshman quarterback. They have a good running back. There's so many question marks on those teams. I don't know who they play in the other division, but that's still like there's they should be okay. But like, is this just like a like? I look at the guys, AZ Desert Storm. They thought like Swarm. I mean, they felt like this is like a terrible coaching job. Like, was Kevin Sumlin out coached in this game, or did he have a bad coaching performance? When you create six turnovers and lose, I mean, I don't know if it's a matter of being out coached. I think that. You know, obviously the interceptions were a big part of the narrative for how this game ultimately unfolded, but there were certain situations that his players just got beat flat out. You know, mm-hmm. you know, on the long touchdown that he had to JoJo Ward, for instance. Like, they were, it, I don't think they were doing which one. <laughs> well, JoJo Ward only scored one. Touchdown. Oh, sorry, sorry, I thought I was thinking Cedric Bird. Sorry. You know, uh, they were just like especially on the defensive side of the ball, there were just certain plays where the the receivers were running open, wide open. And so I don't know if that's a matter of getting out-coached as much as just getting out-athleted. They were, I, mean, I don't know that sounds really cliche, and it's not even a word, but you, you get my drift. They were not happy with Marcel Yates' play calling on defense. No, I can imagine so. And I mean, when you look at the chunk plays that the Warriors were able to create, you know, they had nine altogether of more than 15 yards. But, you know, of those nine, seven of them were more than 20 yards. 
And then, you know, they had the 39-yard touchdown to Ward. They had a 35-yard touchdown to Bird. And then another 30-yard touchdown to Bird. You know, 40 yard, 41 yards. So they were just, it wasn't like they were, like, little chunk plays. They were giving up huge plays throughout yeah. the game. Yeah, and, like, that, like, I get you created those turnovers because you got to, dude, hold on to the ball, guys. That's a problem, too. Here's mm-hmm. one thing, like, the defense, too. They had the six turnovers. They also had six TFLs against Hawaii. So they seem to come up like great plays or just crap the bed. Mm-hmm. There is no in between for for ninety percent of the game for Arizona's defense. Well, and here's the other thing. I mean, I guess the the one big argument I would make in in maybe getting out coached is why did JJ Taylor only get fourteen carries? That yeah, exactly. It's like, and especially early on, why were they letting Khalil Tate throw so much? Like I, I know that I know weird. that he's not like a bad passer. But I would have thought that early on, when you're trying, to, when you know you've got to try and keep that offense off the field, why they weren't leaning on Taylor more? You know, they went three and out on what their first two or three drives. They went three and out on their first three, and one of those was an interception on the first drive, and they were down fourteen zero. Yeah, and then by that point, they needed to lean on Tate to try and bring them all the way back, and they're they're lucky that he was basically a yard away from doing it. Yeah, I got Kevin Dyson at the one yard line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like, yeah, you're right. Like, that was my thought, too. Like, especially with did they not study Hawaii last year? Because we know Hawaii's a quick-scoring team. They will... Basically, what we saw, they're not necessarily erratic, which they are, but, like, the offense wants to make big plays and score quickly. Mm-hmm. You have the ultimate equalizer to that by slowing that down and limiting the amount of possessions Hawaii has by running the ball with one of the best running backs in the country, who's really good. And they elected to not do that. Because here's even if you're down 14-0, let's say that next drive, which it was, they gave it to um, Taylor a couple times, they got the touchdown, great. Now you're back in this game where it's only one touchdown. Why not Okay, take control of the game? They, Hawaii forced Arizona to play the way they probably didn't really want to play this game. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, Taylor, give him the ball. He should have maybe 20 carries. And here's the thing, too. A third of his yards came on one play as well. That, too. And so the Hawaii defense still did a pretty good job giving, like, 60, 67 yards. Take away that one run, which, whatever, it's 13 for, like, 40. He's just very, very pedestrian overall. And that, the Hawaii defense, like, there's a point in this game, like, in that second half, this t- Hawaii's defense is leading this team. Those couple of drives in that second half where there where there's interception, 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 there seemed a million in a row. They were forcing three straight punts in a row after two on the on that drive where fumble, the back to back fumble possessions. And so that defense yeah. is making big plays. Like the three and outs this game is like we don't praise Hawaii's defense too much because it's usually not great. But they besides the turnovers they forced, they had those first three drives were three and outs. They had a another drive two more in the second half that were three and out at least they had five trying to cut here really quick yeah five three and outs in the whole game that's pretty good yeah i mean there's definitely still some work to do just because mm-hmm. you know in they still allowed 539 yards total offense and you know it was 7.6 yards per play which is good but not great mm-hmm but considering that they were really up against it with the turnovers all throughout the game, you know, even though most of those turnovers were on Arizona's side of the field, still. They, so there's, there's still work to do, but yeah, you do have to give them a lot of credit 
were kind of working, you know, the offense was giving them lemons and they were making lemonade out of it. You are minus four and still win this game. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Not usually, no. That's rare. And this game, like, had everything, like, it's funny, like, okay, let's get to the uh, quarterback switch here. So, okay. I'm glad I didn't do my quarterback rankings. I was going to do it, but I'm going to wait till after week one. So, Cole McDonald was like, oh, he's healthy. He's going to be great. He's this guy. Watching him play. And then, did you notice how many times Aaron Taylor and whoever brought up the stats? Dude, when when, Ta- when Cole McDonald's under pressure, he's just so good. When he's running on the pocket getting hits, almost he's so good. Do you really want that to be when he's really good, when he's being chased for his life? Probably not. You don't, no. want, you don't want him to be bad, but you don't want his numbers to be to spike dramatically after that, when he's on the run into pockets collapsing you know, or whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So, were you agreeable with the switch that was made? Did you like it? I could see the argument for it, yeah. That fourth pick was terrible. And because I had to go back, because I wanted to watch all the big-time throws that McDonald actually made. And you can find the condensed game on YouTube if you want to see it for yourself. Do it if you Because have. I wanted to double-check to make sure that you know there weren't any interceptions that weren't necessarily his fault. Um. That wasn't really the case, though. <laughs> uh, you know, the first one he threw into double coverage, which was an easy pick by Jace Whitaker, you know. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like at least two of the, the other three were situations where he either didn't see a defender or thought that he could just kind of thread a needle that wasn't well, like really the, uh, available. The fourth one across the body. Yeah, the that field. was the I'm most like, egregious one. It's like, you cannot do that. It's like no. just... Even if he threw it on time and set his feet better, that DB could have still made a jump and at least get get in the way of the pass of some sort. And and again, you know, it's not like the, he was he was making really tough, really good throws when he was throwing touchdowns too. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, you could see his confidence in his arm one way or the other. But it it was one of those things where, yeah, it was uh, it was getting a little bit dicey. So I could see where they wanted to bring Cordero in because it's not like Cordero hasn't performed in tough situations before. Remember that and UNLV even, was, game last year? He came from behind and led them to victory. Well, in the Wyoming game as well. Yeah, I just remember the UNLV is like 21 points or something like in five minutes. Yeah, and so and he ended up giving the offense exactly what they needed. You know, he's 5 of 7, 58 with the one touchdown throw. And he also contributed on the ground too. You know, he had 34 yards and on only five carries. So that was fairly significant. Also, watching the game, Cole McDonald has like the craziest windup. The watching Cordero and I saw Cordero people on Twitter. Like I know Tom Fernelli tweeted a lot ton about this game. I follow him over at CBS. He's like, man, Cor- he looks better, but Cole McDonald made the game so much more exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which just him. He's like, okay, I'm gonna back up. I'm gonna throw traditional quarterback instead of McDonald running like he got chicken with head cut off at the farm. He's like, what do I do? What do I do? Okay, you're open. No, wait. Ah, tip. Ah, interception. And I don't know what they're going to do. They do have two weeks off, which is good. They don't. They play mm-hmm. Oregon State in a couple weeks at home. And Rolovich basically said he had to do it because of four picks. He's like, There's, we got to take him out. Because that bad one, fourth one was just just dreadful. What, what, do they, what do you think they're going to do, Matt? What's the decision? Who's going to be, as Florida State says, behind the center in all caps? <laughs> if it were me, I would probably stick with McDonald. But Why? I think that you would have to, I, because I don't, 
I, obviously I'm not as well trained as other guys are in looking at film or things like that, mm-hmm. but it seemed like he was just being too aggressive for his own good. Yeah. Which we, we saw a little bit of last year here and there. Looks like trying to be um, Favre out there or something times 10. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, when the, when he is on as he was for most of that first half, like he's sensational. But when things started getting away from him a little bit, that's when you have to figure out how to rein that aggressiveness in. Yeah, I agree. He, like, he tries to do too much. He's like, his window he thinks he sees, it's open, it's like slammed shut and locked with a padlock and a door in front. He's like, I can make and that I, in there. <laughs> and I don't expect that Oregon State, which we'll talk about it when we get to that point... Oregon State's not going to be probably as tough a challenge, especially on the defensive side of the ball. No. So, you know, again, I think there's a perfect opportunity to take the bye week and kind of look back at the look back at the film, see what was going wrong, and then just you know find ways to make better choices. Well, they better because after that they got Washington up in Seattle. That's true. And so, oh man, so like was this game everything you thought it was? Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it was. Unless you're Pat Forty, this game was great. <laughs> yeah, well, who knows? What, that, what is that guy now? Hanging out in the press box around until 3 a.m. Like, dude, get a, get a life and watch five football. I guess we should mention the final play of the game. Oh, there's a couple of things I want to note about this game. The field okay. goal, the late field goal by Arizona. <laughs> Impressive. What was that, three false starts in a row? Hey, whatever works, right? I watched it. I'm like, I was behind. I saw it on Twitter. I'm like, I'm closing Twitter because I was watching it on Fubo and stream. I was behind by touch because it's not the connection of cable or satellite. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to shut down because it's getting a close game. I don't want to see it happen because I want to see how as it's going. False, terrible false starts. He makes them, and then that's a pretty big field goal because they're thinking about maybe they should go for it, how fourth and short. But he nails the field goal, which is it basically describes the game all day. Mm-hmm. Screw up, screw up, screw up. Nailed it. <laughs> exactly. But the final play of the game, Hawaii, Arizona is what? Fourth and 10. They're at the 31-yard line. Tate looks back. Hawaii defense did great. Nobody's open. He tries to pull Vince Young way too far back and takes off and goes. And then did you – I know everybody, everybody's probably mentioned it or seen it. If you haven't seen it, watch the replay again and look where Manley Williams is. Mm-hmm. He rushes the quarterback. Tate sidesteps and gets around him. He – does a U-turn, follows him all the way down the field. Ran him down. Basically ran him down. Tate, because here's the, had t- the first guy that got Tate about the, was one or two, there's a potential if Manley was not right behind him to basically bring him down, he could have bounced off maybe and extended for a touchdown there. That was Kalen Hicks, by the way. Kalen Hicks, yeah, that first, like, he made a good hit to stop him short of the goal line, but without Williams being behind him and next to him to bring him down for sure. Who knows if Tate could have just uh, stumbled his way and not? Because you know, as you get knocked, you run another four yards because of whatever reason. It's like you go. It's like when you go down the mountain or something down that big hill. You keep going, step, 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 step. Oh yeah, that could have happened right there, and he could have just fallen in the end zone, and overtime was on its way. But Manley came out at not out of nowhere, but he went step for step with a really good quarterback and a fast guy, and Tate made the big play. Who amazing! So this game had everything. Also, Matt, this means this could be your team that you picked to not do well to be really good. I picked them to do okay. Six and seven. Six, Six and seven. Yeah. I mean, I told you they were going to be really hard to predict. They are. You seem to have them pegged, hey. though. 
I don't need to be too confident at the moment because I don't want to screw up and go like 0 for 12 the rest of the way for a while. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But this is redemption for me for last year because some guys I work with, when they played BYU, it's like, hey, what's going on? And I'm like, trust me, take Hawaii. It was, it was like Zach Wilson's first start. Trust me, there'll be lots of points. Hawaii's got this. Don't or they pick Hawaii. And he, for the rest of the season, never let me have it. He kept giving it to me. Dude, you picked Hawaii, I'm not listening to you ever again. So maybe this pick will kind of be redemption for that. Mm-hmm. But it was a it was an exciting game. Like this game, yeah, it starts a little bit late. But the best thing about Hawaii football now, they're all five other. Is it five more? Whatever. Five other home games are on Facebook. Two more are on Facebook on the mainland, so you don't have to worry about the Mountain West Network only watching on your phone or stadium. Can't cast it to your TV. There's no excuse to watch Hawaii football as much as possible this year. Because if any game for them is within 20% of this, it's well worth your time to, if you're on the East Coast, to stay up till midnight and then stay, finish the game at 3 a.m. to see what happens. It's going to be so good. I will say this, the Central Arkansas game, yeah, I, you can tune out for that one, I guess. I won't, I won't get, be too hard on you, right? You never know what you're going to miss, though. I know, that's the thing. But I'm, I'm just saying, if there's a we game should be, pick, We should be encouraging people to tune in no matter what. We should, but I'm just saying, if something happens, okay, I, I won't right. blame you. But... Air Force, Fresno, San Jose State, San Diego State, I'm just saying, they got Army. Whew. There's a stat real quick. Our, uh, I think Cedric Bird had more receptions to Army, like had completions all of last year or something, or, or the most of the game or something. I'm sorry about that. I did see something about that. All right, so if we're making, if we're redoing picks a little bit really quick, not that we'll, but. Does this win like slow up like give you more confidence that Hawaii can maybe even contend for the West? Well, I mean, I never said that they couldn't. I know. I just wasn't sure if the defense was going to be able to keep up. I still, I'm still not sure about that. It's still an open question, but I can't wait to see what the answer is. Exactly, and here's why: when I put my bull prediction, they'll beat Boise State. Look at this game. Just saying. Like, the defense we're not sure about because so many points, but when plays came down to it, they basically made the plays when they needed to. Mm-hmm. Like, the second half, they got pinned back. to those back-to-back fumbles. They had to come up and stop three and outs. They had to make the play at the end of the game. There were plays like Tate, yeah, did burn them a bit, got plays, but they made some good plays despite giving up the amount of yards they did. So they can tone that down. And looking at with, playing, with Tate being the quarterback – He's probably he's going to be the most uh, I'll say the most athletic quarterback they face all year. Pretty sure it's safe to say. Maybe the Air Force guys just because the style of play. But like when they play Fresno and Jorge Reina, he's a throwing quarterback. Same with Boise. I guess Armani Rogers would be up there as well. UNLV, but there's not many quarterbacks that are like Tate. They'll have to deal with the rest of the way. I mean, I'll I'll probably just say Rogers is the only one that's comparable. Yeah, that sounds about right. And so. But man, it's exciting. Week zero, how do you feel? Only one, we had one game it was exciting. Next week we got a million games. Yeah. <laughs> so we yeah. So here's here's the deal. Well, actually, do you have any final thoughts on this game? Or are you good? No, I mean I just you know I can't wait. I can't believe we have to wait two more weeks for the next one. I know. I think Oregon State. Also, really quick, this is this was the fifth victory the Mountain West has over the Pac-12. And there's going to be opportunities for more. There are two more next week when Fresno takes on USC, who, spoiler, they're a double-digit dog. Wait for my pick on that one. I'm just saying. Okay. I, I don't know. All right. All right. And then you got, um, what's the other, Colorado, Colorado State. Not so confident in that one with the Rams getting the victory, but we'll see. Anything can happen because Colorado's not really that good either. That's very true. So here's the plan for playing. For-
Sunday. This well, we'll talk. It's Labor Day, and I got some stuff going on, so we'll keep that. That might be later. Typically, Wednesday midday, Sunday late morning, and we're going to do what we did last year. We're going to have like our bowl projections every week, even the week zero, because we like to do that, Matt. Just because, right? Mm-hmm. We like to page views. People stop by. We will have. Um, we're doing something different too. Like the recap I did was sort of straightforward, but not. We're going to make like a one post, like. So if you want to keep track of the games all day, like, oh, what happened to game two or game three, we'll have our scoreboard post with, like, a blurb of the recap. But then if you or me or whoever wants to do a different recap, it might be more a fun-type recap because straight recaps, Matt, they're kind of boring, right? Yeah, that's true. So we're going to try to mix it up, have some fun. Maybe it'll be like, here's a couple things we learned. Here's a key play we want to break down. Here's uh, I saw a post on the highlights because I could have done that for the Hawaii game, put every single score because that would have been blissful enough to watch and go back and review so we'll have some different type of recap for the week we're doing like so i get the hot seat rankings this week because i'm so late on that we're gonna have everything we did last year power rankings um have you done your power rankings this week because we are doing week zero power rankings matt i did where'd you put hawaii just let everybody know oh man where did i put hawaii i didn't think to write it down they were somewhere in the middle of the pack i can tell you that much i think i did the same i didn't do it raj did you put them second but, which I cannot argue against because they beat a P5 team and they did it fairly well and they should be top half anyways, I think, so. Look yeah, for, we'll see. We'll, yeah, see. we'll see. Look for that this week. We'll have a couple other things going on, but that's it. Week zero in the books, and we still probably went out almost an hour as I'm checking my time here, so you're welcome. And for the people who like to listen in traffic, we appreciate that as well. We got a couple hmm. of messages. And our buddy Daniel in Fresno asked us, when are we going to be on Spotify? I'm working on it, Daniel. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Because, like I said a couple weeks ago, we don't play theme music, and so that shouldn't matter for Spotify because I guess they're really particular if you have any sort of actual licensed licensed music. So we'll see how that goes. But that's it for this one. Check us out, MWW for uh, Mountain West Football. If you sub- have a subscribe, do it on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, tune in. Uh, we're on radio.com, basically anywhere you get your podcast. And we'll be back in just a couple days for week one when we get a full slate of games, Matt.